superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They are in a full-on one game at a time mentality. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He is Patrick Mahomes. What do you think is wrong with the team right now? From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think it's just execution. I believe that we have the guys, we have the players, we have the coaches. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports broadcaster Joe Buck, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, San Diego State punter Matt Ariza. Coming up, actor Joe Manganiello, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and I got to tell you, uh, a lot literally just happened in the last two minutes, and I'm not saying that any of us watered or fertilized today. As Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, says he asked his team, that's two and five, heading to Detroit. Uh, and Ian Rappaport just joined us. Um, says Dax Calf. All right, he kind of went. Did he go higher register? He, oh, he, I think he'll be okay. Did, I don't like, think I mean, he did. I don't think he did either. He kind of said it's nothing. So I that, said, so yeah. he'll be out there Sunday night. He said absolutely. He said he was in the pool. Yeah. On Saturday, he was in the pool or all the week last week. Was he in the pool or the pond? Well, well, no, definitely he's a pool. Pond's I mean, good for pond's you. Pond's for Cooper Rush. Guys. <laughs> It's a northern Kentucky on bluegrass. It's a depth chart. It's a depth chart for a reason. A pool pond. Pond is good for you. Depth chart for a reason. That's amazing. Oh man, that's great. I'm using that quote for my post that video. <laughs> so he says he'll be okay. I, I said he'll play Sunday night. He said abs- he said the word absolutely, didn't he? He said absolutely. He did. He did say the only okay. issue with the Cowboys right now is what's going on with the offensive line. There are hundreds of tweets about their line right now. I think Dak is fine. Though. Well, Lyle Collins is going to get Out. back in there, right? Well, he's or? not. They're going. I think they're going to work, work him back, back in. in. He's not just of, automatically coming. Yeah, back I mean, in. he's missed. Five weeks, longer than five hey man, weeks. It's all working. So, like, don't mess with yeah. success here. So just get our, our best five linemen out there. I'm just I don't wondering, care who again, the five are. Because the league meetings, are, all yeah. the power, seat of power is in New York City right now. I'm, I'm just wondering if NBC Sports sent an executive there to say, how late can we flex out of Sunday night? <laughs> probably. Like, probably. I mean, right, like, right? if because if, if Cooper Rush is playing, like, how late? <laughs> Like four fifty? How like can we get can we get can we get a can we get a flex around seven? Can we you know can we swap games with the Monday night? That's the only one left. What are the Cowboys Vikings? This game's gonna be awesome. I know. If Dak's playing. Take the over in that game. 
Prince. This game's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for that. It'll be it'll be Halloween night, baby. Halloween night. How am I gonna be out there trick or treating with the kids with that thing on? Well, if it's Cooper Rush, then don't worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. Also in um, New York City, uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, spoke. Uh, the two headlines from it is number one: he said he wants the entire Washington football team written report to be released. I believe that's the quote that he said. Um, there is no written report, which is you know the problem for a lot of people. There was no written report. I think he wants all the emails released. And um, he wants them all out there. I don't know if Gruden would want that. I know Bruce Allen certainly won't want that. You know? And um, and put up the quote here about uh, Davis voicing his frustration with the way the NFL handled John Gruden's emails. It's a timing issue, he said. Says the league may have known for months and would have been a lot easier if the team had known sooner. Were they treated unfairly, quote, where Raiders were used to this, end quote. Look, I, I, no, 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 I already said it before, you know, my two unsolicited, very much so, sense from, uh, from me to Mark Davis would be if you're going to start, you know, quoting your dad and carrying up your dad's mantle um, from his Pro Football Hall of Fame career, I would leave aside the where Raiders, the league hates us, you know, even though we've got this beautiful new stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> that, you know, kind of believe the league probably helped pave the way for it, but um, long story short, um, I, I would rather pick up the, you know, my dad was the first person to put a man of color as a head coach in the head coaching role. My dad was the first to put a woman in the role of team president. My dad was the first to put somebody of Hispanic descent in a head coaching role. That would be my my mantra that I'd pick up, except for the fact, if you think John Gruden was done dirty, that would imply that you, um, by having that, saying that, think that Gruden was done dirty and you kind of support him still, even though he's not your head coach anymore because he's no longer a tenable head coach in the NFL if he's just emailing Bruce Allen what he emailed him. This is not over, though, by a long shot. Gruden hasn't spoken yet. That's going to happen. He's going to sit down with somebody. I don't know who he's going to sit down with. But he's going to sit down. He's going to talk. This is all going to be – that means why might as well just put every last email out there. Go for it. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, also, uh, big for our, our program, you know, any, any show like this, as Joe Manganiello is going to be calling in shortly, um, he's uh, in uh, Ireland, I do believe, where he's shooting a, a, a new movie over there. Uh, very big for us is, for sure, um, when stuff that we say here um, makes news, echoes, right? And yesterday, this is not like news like, Carson Palmer going on Dan Patrick's show and saying Mike Tomlin's on the wish list type news. But it was news to us and news to the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, that Daniel Jeremiah, when he picked the Bengals and was the lone sole expert on NFL Network's list of people who pick games, 
that he chose the Bengals. The only one who chose the Bengals to beat the, the Ravens. That he revealed here that he's asked to give those picks on a Tuesday by NFL Network way too early. And he's kind of done with that. I think he said yesterday, last week, when they came to him, he was so sick and tired of being approached on a Tuesday for his picks on a Sunday. I mean, perfect example. You can choose Dallas or Minnesota for Sunday Night Football. Right now, take Dallas. Yeah, I think so. Sunday night, you find out Dak's out, Cooper rushes in. How does that Dallas pick look that you made on a Wednesday? Not great. That's his point. But it's done for, I don't know, production purposes or whatever they wanted immediately. He admitted that he was so sick and tired of that, he told uh, uh, the NFL Network staff, my only prediction is 45-10, Arizona over Houston. You choose everything else. And a member of the NFL Network staff chose for him and was the one to choose the Bengals. <laughs> he revealed that on this show yesterday. <laughs> you say that uh, there's been now a response? Oh, there's been a response. From at from, Bengals? From, 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 from the, millennial, the millennial who controls the Bengals site. From the person who controls at Bengals on Twitter. And by the way, I can't say a millennium a millennial who controls at Bengals because that could literally be the head coach. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's in his late 30s. Yeah, so, uh-huh. okay. So DJ, uh, we posted the video this morning about him speaking about the Bengals. He said, go to this, Mark, in the video for a confession. I can't keep living a lie. Yes. I had to come clean. Yes. At Bengals responded with a screen grab of all the experts and their picks. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the honesty, Daniel. We're removing this from the record book. And then black squiggly lined mm. over DJ's pick. Oh, that's not right. No, it's not good. So it's MJD, it's Cameron Wolf, Adam Rank. Okay. All the NFL. I like being I like network. being uh, I like being a factor. Certainly when it's at, at, at Bengals at Move the Sticks violence. Yeah. Mike in Pennsylvania, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? Sorry about what happened uh, last night. I, Rich, I ended up falling asleep. I ate, I was I ate some lunch and I fell asleep while, uh, while I was on hold. We don't need to know anyway. how the sausage gets consumed, Mike. You're here and it's all good. <laughs> What's going hey. on? I wanted to say I didn't water and fertilize yet because I didn't have my cheesecake with hot peppers and ketchup and French fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going through it. You haven't done anyway, that yet. Yeah. Uh, right. But no, it's okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about something that really hit me. Um, that I was going to talk about Friday, but I, I wanted to. Say that on Thursday night, uh, last Thursday, mm-hmm. for Thursday night football, uh, a friend of mine is between apartments and uh, invited me out. To, he's staying at a motel up here. Uh, CJ, uh, you, you're from Altoona, correct? Uh, you, you know where Shemokin is up Route 61? What city? I didn't hear that. Shemokin, up by Sunbury? No, nah, not up, familiar. I'm west of Scranton. It's west of Scranton. Anyway. Okay, I know Scranton. Yeah, Just know. hit ways next time you're home. It'll <laughs> find you there. So what's your point, yeah, Mike? Yeah. What, what's your story? Anyway, no, I went to the. Uh, we were hanging out, listening to the game on Odyssey, and I just got to say, as a blind guy, um, it was actually um, the silly blood came out of me big time because uh, the one uh, Tom McCarthy was calling the game. He does the Phillies mm-hmm. here for NBC Sports and uh, Golic. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, uh, God, you know something. If Merrill and Mike weren't calling my Eagles games, uh, I would like those mm-hmm. two to be doing it because it, let me just say, because Golic, the way he Describes the the play in detail. Yeah, is excellent. Yeah. Well, Golik, uh, you know, Golik is one of the best, man. So look, uh, Mike, yeah. I, I hope your Eagles turn it around. Um, you know, we got to, man. No, I know, I know. It, it, and thanks for the call. And there's the reason why I asked Ian um, about Jalen Hurts potentially being benched is there's a lot of talk out of Philadelphia for that. 
There's a ton of buzz that the Flacco trade moving Gardner Minshew up to two means he's ready to go and take Jalen Hurts' job. And I don't know how, I mean, losing to Detroit, would you push that button? You're Detroit's first win of the year. I mean, it really depends on how he looks. And, you know, they're two and five. They're in front of the Giants right now, but they're two and five. And the Philadelphia Eagles going into this game against Detroit, this is a large game for them. Certainly the way that everybody's talking about them in town. They're home for the Chargers after that. At the Broncos, home for the Saints, and then they get a nice little respite with the Giants and Jets back-to-back week for a bye. That's their next couple of games. That's their next six. They go, what, three and three in that, two and four in that? Then they got their bye. Do they finish up with Gardner Minshew? Because one thing that's working in in Philadelphia's favor is the fact that the Miami Dolphins are absolute you-know-whating the bed right now. Mm-hmm. And they have the Miami Dolphins' first-round draft choice. They also have a draft choice from the Indianapolis Colts, and they also have their own draft choice. Yeah, right now, Rich, you mentioned those picks. Those three picks are in the top 13. Right now. Of the NFL draft right now. That's number two overall. That's number uh, six overall their own. And the Colts pick at number 13. That one's getting worse. That one will get worse. That, that one, one's going to get worse. That one might be in the 20s. Because Wentz looks like, you know, yeah, Colts the Wentz like they, of old. Yeah, Colts look like they can be a playoff team. But Miami's, The question is, is when do you just stick a fork in your own season? To make sure that's a top five pick? This is, and this is a, don't forget, this is a team that stuck a fork in game 256 with the whole country watching. But here's the problem, Ridge. This draft's coming up. It's not a QB-heavy draft. There's only really a couple of top prospects people like right now. Right. Uh, you know, the Ole Miss kid and yes. the Liberty kid. What if you want Aaron Rodgers to finish his career? Um, that's a conference trade. I, I can't see Rodgers. I'm just throwing stuff against okay. the wall here. Uh, then those, or, then or, those you want Deshaun, or you want Deshaun Watson. I think those three first-rounders are enough to make a move for one of those two Don't you guys. think the Houston Texans would be all over there? I think so, especially if they're in the right. you know, and, and top 15. You give maybe two of them away this year, one next year, and then you're done. You give your top two away, you stick you stick with your last first rounder, and you get Deshaun Watson and you don't have one of next year. Don't you think you're you're what do you think? I think that sounds great. So are you You give two that- top two two top ten picks to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. One next year. Yep. And then what, a couple one, of years? I mean in twenty twenty three. And then I don't know. What off? So probably six total picks. What your what your beak a little bit. And but it doesn't I- it doesn't it doesn't destroy your draft years in advance. This is the way that the Eagles have to be sitting here and thinking right now. That's that. That's why I'm, I'm just, I, I can't believe that they would bench Jalen Hurts for Gardner Minshew right now. I don't either. But if you think Minshew is getting better and gives your team a chance to win, if you're trying to quote unquote tank, wouldn't you play the guy you don't think is good, which would be Jalen Hurts in this instance? No, I think Jalen Hurts would be the guy that still is good enough to pull things out in the fourth quarter. Right. He's dangerous if you want to tank. So why would you keep playing him, right? Then you would because play his Minshew. problems other than him. That's the only reason why yeah. you would play Gardner Minshew over Jalen Hurts. 
Yeah, I don't care. You know, we love jail and we love Gardner Minshew. We and I, I, I just I, don't I like, know. I like both guys. I think Hertz is a better player. That's all. I do too. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah. I just can't believe those conversations are happening. Plus, just keep watering and fertilizing Jalen Hurts, and it will all work out. <laughs> Let's take a break. Joe Manganiello will be calling in. He's in the film The Spine of Night, which comes out this Friday. Cannot wait to talk to this diehard Steeler fan so much. It'll be a great chat when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our radio terrestrial. So I've never worn that shirt again. Where uh, is it? Joe Mont- have it? I don't know. Should I sell it? Oh, yeah. Since oh, everything yeah. that Joe oh, Montana yeah. did, I should sell it. I just uh-huh. told a story on our yep. uh, for everyone else terrestrial radio audience that that I was on a uh, I called that flag football game the Madden flag football game in in um, Malibu, California, years ago. I was the one where Michael Irvin blew out his Achilles. Uh, I believe Maria Menounos caught a game-winning touchdown off of Jerry Rice, something that we will not bring up to Jer when he calls in tomorrow's show. Yeah. He's a very competitive man. Yeah. <laughs> very competitive man. Uh, but Joe Montana threw a touchdown pass to our next guest, Joe Manganello, who's calling in right now. And um, I was warming up. Montana said, you want to go out for a pass? Like, it's just like, well, honestly, it's, it's like that moment where – where Kevin Costner asked his dad coming out of the corner, you want to have a catch? Uh, <laughs> sure. You mapped it out. You do a slant. And as soon as I broke out a slant, boom, ball hit me directly in the chest. I, and I caught it because, I mean, it stuck to me because there was all sorts of crap on it. Stained my shirt. I couldn't, ever, couldn't wear it again. You know? <laughs> I caught it. So, yes, I am one for one in catching a pass from, uh, from Joe Montana. Well 
Um, one of my favorite people. I haven't spoken to him in a long time because he's too busy. He's traveling the world being busy, too. The Spine of Night is available in theaters, digital, and on demand this Friday, October 29th, an animated fantasy horror film just in time for Halloween. And joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show is Joe Manganiello on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well. I just caught the tail end of that. It's so, okay. you know, my last high school football game was against yes. Montana's high school. And uh, and you were there to witness. I wonder if this is what you're talking about. But this you what were was? There to witness my touchdown yes. catch from Joe Montana. We just played that moment from your one of your many previous appearances on the show, getting ready for you to call in right now. Are you Are you in Ireland still right now, Joe? Are you still over there? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Dublin, Ireland, hence my inability to watch the clip. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm here. I've been here for been here for two months. Yep. Um, and I've got another month or two left in my tour of duty. Okay. So are you staying up till, like, you know, all ends of the night sometimes, watching the Steelers? You Steelers and Seahawks? That game probably was going on around 2 in the morning your time, right? Did you catch that one? You stay up? Uh that was, uh, except uh, my my wife Sophia mm-hmm. came to visit me. Um, I'm over here shooting AM, a new AMC sci-fi series called Moonhaven. Mm-hmm. She came over to visit me, and I took her into the um, wild highlands of West Cork. And while we were there, uh, I couldn't watch it. But the NFL this year really got it together with mm. this game pass system. Oh, yes. And I knew that as soon as I woke up, if I just ignored all semblance of culture, my phone, that I could watch the game in peace without commercials the next day. Uh, but I'm on a thread with a bunch of old Pittsburgh Steeler fans. So, of course, <laughs> I woke up and had 54 messages and just had to, like, sift through them all. <sighs> so here you are, your way, your wife's coming over and you're in this beautiful spot on planet Earth and, and you still you still game past it when you woke up in the morning, Joe, that actually happened. Did that look at you. Of course. You're committed. Of course. You're committed. Yeah, of course. This is this is how it yeah, this, um, this is the life when you're born into Pittsburgh, Rich. Hashtag here we go. So what do you what do you think? What do you make of your team? Six games in, seven weeks, so on and so forth, coming off the bye. What do you think, you know, Joe? Look, you know, here, well, here's the thing. And, and this is a similar situation that we found ourselves in early this season to what happened last season towards the about, about three quarters of the way through. Um, what happens is that once you have enough starters missing on defense, you have enough injuries. You know, last year I was confident if we took the field with that defense healthy, we could be in any game we wanted to be in. And once you start losing all those pieces, once, you know, last year Devin Bush went down, uh, Bud Dupree went down, we started having injuries in the secondary, all of a sudden you've got, you know, you've, you've, you've got guys who aren't starters playing in a lot of slots on D, and the same thing happened right out of the gate. You know, week one we take down the Bills, all of a sudden, all the naysayers are scratching their head going, wow, maybe we were wrong. And, yeah, I think they were wrong to count out the Steelers' D and how tough it was. But once you have 8,000 groin injuries, uh, let alone all the other injuries that were going on, I mean, the Steelers need to fire their groin coach, whoever that is. I don't know <laughs> what is going on over there. But uh, once you have, you know, you have like five, five guys go down, four with groin injuries, it's like, what is happening? And, uh, and then Stephon Tuitt, obviously, being out of the lineup. Tyson Alualu being out of the lineup. 
you know, we can't, you know, clone Cam Hayward into three separate people this quickly. I mean, we'd, we'd need to call Jeff Bezos and, and get that going for, <laughs> I don't know, another 20, 20, 23 years. I think we're good. Um, but we're not ready yet. So, you know, I just think we're in a situation once again, like last year, where um, the defense was the strength of this team, at least while our young offensive line and young offense gelled. And um, they, they, they just couldn't buy us that time because of those injuries. And then, you know, you, you go through, you know, we're, we're going through these, these growing pains now that now we're very obvious because they're not shielded by the defense. Did you say growing pains or growing growing pains? I, I, I don't know. Which one did you say there? Both. Okay, both. Um, <laughs> you can take it either way, I think. Yes. Yeah, I would, that would be acceptable. So uh, one thing that they should do is, yeah. I mean, just, just put Najee Harris in bubble wrap, man. That, that's the guy. To me, that's the guy. I know we're talking defense. That's it. He's the difference maker. Um, and and I even brought this up to the great Jerome Bettis last week. I called him the most valuable stealer, even with T.J. Watt on the roster. Because even though T.J. did Ooh, what he did, that's a bold I know it is, and that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up to you. I mean, T.J., as we know in that overtime game against Seattle um, that you were game passing, um, ended the first drive with a sack and then ended the game with a sack fumble. And that's what the Steelers yeah. needed. But they wouldn't even have been positioned to win that game if it's not for Najee Harris. He keeps Ben clean. He keeps Ben uh, – yep. he, he keeps him clean because not only is Ben not winging it 50 times, but you have to respect Najee Harris coming out of the backfield and also hitting you in the mouth. Um, so, you know, you can't, you can't just pin your ears back and go for Ben and just keep all your defenders, you know, three yards from the line of scrimmage because – Claypool might actually beat you deep with a play action. Like, Najee Harris is the guy. That's the guy. Got to bubble wrap him, Joe. No, I, you know? I agree. I, I think Najee's so fantastic. And, you know, you, you, you felt bad him stepping into a situation with as many young and inexperienced linemen um, as he was. Um, you, know, you, just, you just felt bad for the kid because you could just see the brilliance. And, um, you know, we want to obviously like keep that guy happy because I, I really think that that mm. guy could be the future of the team. I think he's really, he's just an incredible, and he's such, he's a really great guy. You talk about character in terms of the Steelers and, and how we like to play football or how we like to play our, you know, off the field. And he's got all those off the field, uh, intangibles that, you know, obviously the off the field stuff isn't what win the game, but, um, you know, having a great guy in the locker room and having a great guy in the community is something that, uh, well, you know, it means something to people in Pittsburgh. You want to root for your players, you know. Joe Manganiello here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, his film, The Spine of Night, will be available in theaters, digital, and demand this coming Friday in time for Halloween. We'll talk about that in a second. Two items that have happened uh, since you've left the country, Joe. Um, first one, uh, the, be- the Bengals have gotten good. <laughs> What's going good. on back there, Rich? The, the Bengals have gotten good, Joe. The Bengals have gotten real good. Yeah. The Bengals have gotten first overall current top seed in the AFC good. Joe, are you aware of that? Yeah, they have a good they have a good quarterback. Okay, they, they finally figured it out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they found uh, they found Andy Dalton's successor, Rich. No, you know, uh, I, 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 uh, see that's the back of the Joe on, Manganiello Joe. hand right there. Uh huh. I saw it. I knew. I I knew. I just had to scratch the surface and just mentioning how good the Bengals are. I knew it. I knew it. it didn't take uh, long. No, listen, man. I mean, it's you know, we're not. Ang- I mean, I, you can't get angry. It's it's like um. Oh. You know, it's it's like for years all of the you know the rivalry, this AFC North rivalry. And it's like rivalry. They have to win in order for it to be a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And I'm not talking like Vontez Burfitt, Pac-Man Jones, you know, era. I'm talking about like, you know, actually like win consistently. Um, but I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Okay. Um, and I think it makes the decision. I think it makes the division uh, more interesting. I, you know, I think we all like the challenge and, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just good for business when other teams wind up um, finally stepping up and, and 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 becoming good. I mean, we'll see if we see if they can win a playoff game. Okay. The second thing here, Joe, uh, just happened in the last forty eight hours. Uh, Mike Tomlin's name wound up on the USC coaching wish list. Did you see over there in Ireland Mike Tomlin's response? Did you see it? Did you hear it? Oh, I, I sure did. Yeah, via he was wound up on their list via Carson Palmer. Speaking of yes. USC connections to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, and um, we all saw how that how his response went. Jeez, oh, how'd you like that one? How'd you like <laughs> it? Funny. How'd you like uh, it? You know, I, I um, you know, I, I miss the old, you know, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. You right. Know, you were talking about, you know, I miss. I'm, they are who we thought they were. You know, I, playoffs. I'm, there it is. And I think yeah, I speak for. I, yeah, exactly. I, I speak for you know. Practice, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think we like, you know, we kind of we love those post game yes. interviews. Yes. You know, especially by coaches. There's that great series of beer commercials that had, yep. You know, all those little clips. And and Mike Tomlin is when he's on. There's nobody better in the league right now. I mean, you could talk Belichick for his smugness and in, in interviews as, as like for comedic. Which I mean, by the way, like, did he pull Mac Jones aside and say, hey? You're, you're going to talk like me in every press conference, or <laughs> they just do is it. it. Just Mac Jones took it upon himself to kind of kiss up to the coach and like watch this, or you know, like I don't know, but he's a great mimic, and I think that you know he's, he's probably got a good future in impersonations. But you know, other than that, I mean, Mike Tomlin's like such a great interview, and um, you know, I'm on a thread, a, a Steelers thread, with some guys I played football with when I was younger, mm-hmm. and guys from Pittsburgh who have kind of scattered throughout the country. And we all stay in touch by texting each other through the week and you know draft day and all that kind of stuff. And um, we all speak to each other at times in Tomlinisms. So uh, this is this is going to be another great one. Well, I mean, I got to uh, tell you, we're, Joe, we're going to be sifting through the speech. Yeah, I mean, we 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 cut up sound bites and uses what we call in this radio business drops. You just heard the playoffs one that Mike Del Tufo has and. We got this one now from Tomlin. This is it. Never say never, but never. That's it right there. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The standard is the standard. You know, and uh, That's it right there. Of that nature. That's another Tomlinism. Yeah. Yeah. Never say never, yeah, he's, but he's never. I mean, that is just phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 will... I don't have time for this. That's right. And then, and then you know, and, and, and I totally understand his outrage and so just to put a button on it, are you implying that Carson Palmer is throwing that name out there and putting that stone in the Steeler pond to ripple effect because he's a Bengal? Did you imply that well, moments ago? Look, Joe. Well, here, well, here's the thing I wanted to like, ask you guys: like sabotage of some you know, sort. What Tomlin said at the end was Tomlin says at the end of his response, "Why aren't they talking about Andy Reid or Sean Payton? Why aren't they talking about Sean Payton? Why, why me?" And and that there is where the noir detective, the Rich Eisen noir detective show, <laughs> kicks off. Why, Rich? And now it's you and your trench coat out at night with Susie playing the femme fatale, and you have to find out why and get to the bottom of this. 
Well, I mean, because Carson Palmer didn't mention Sean Payton and Andy Reid, thus your implication that he's mentioning Tomlin because he wants to screw with the Steelers, even though, let's be honest, if you're making up a wish list for coaches, why wouldn't you want to have Mike Tomlin on the list, right? Why wouldn't you want him? Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer has something to do with it. And episode one of the Rich Eisen <laughs> film noir detective series is going to. I'm not saying that it's Carson Palmer in the end. He uh, could be a red herring. Okay. But he's got something to do with it. Okay. I'm on and the case. I wouldn't rule out Andy Dalton either. I think he's in on it too. I, we need <laughs> poor, to listen to Andy Dalton. Poor Andy Dalton is sitting there in Chicago watching I Justin think. Fields just get sacked. Uh, Joe Manganiello here Sam on the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, yeah, no. Sam White. Right. Uh, so the spine of night, what, what, what's, uh, what do you want folks to know about this as we're getting set for Halloween? This is good scare fair just in time for the weekend, Joe? It no? is. Okay. Um, if, you like, if you like a little fantasy with your, uh, with your psychedelics, then you okay. come to the right place. Um, it's, it's a psychedelic rotoscoped, um, and for people that don't know what rotoscope animation is, it's um, it was a very like short-lived kind of animation style in which they would film real actors and then like painstakingly hand paint over each frame. So like uh, um, Ralph Bakshi with like fire and ice wizards, uh, the old Lord of the Rings, you know Frank Frazetta, you know it's like heavy metal for people that like the old heavy metal movie. It, it falls right into that category and in that lineage, but it's also like a real breath of fresh air. It's uh, it's ultra violent um, to the point of like craziness and kind of like chuckling, like belly laughing. You know, like I mean, it, it's wild and it's out there, and the characters are nuts. The story's great. Um, it's poignant. I watched it with Sophia, fully expecting her to stop paying attention five minutes in, and she loved it and stayed with it the whole time. And thought it was fantastic, um, and I just think that um, for the for the crowd that has fallen in love with Game of Thrones, this is like right in that wheelhouse. If you love Game of Thrones, you love Lord of the Rings, you're going to love this movie. It's a great Halloween watch. Well, I mean, you're in it, Richard E. Grant, Lucy Lawless, Patton Oswalt, just to name a few. But the ultimate, I think, uh, check mark definitely comes from your wife when Sophia liked it and liked it so much because she refers to you and your friends who play Dungeons and Dragons as nerds, right? Like she refers to you as the nerds, mm -hmm. correct? So... Well, I prefer in I prefer intellectual <laughs> uh, I prefer... The nerds are playing... Uh, um, yes, so... Because it seems like you're yeah, getting... What your was the nerd... Who, what nerds... How many nerds were the captain of the football team, the captain of the basketball team, of captain course. of all of you know? How many? What, what, I mean, uh, I prefer intellectual, well-rounded. You're as multi-dimensional as your twenty-sided die, Joe. I get it. I totally get it. Woo, so you're making you're making your D and D. You're, you mixed your D and D stuff with your with your work. Look at you, man. You're just living the life. Well, yeah. I mean, that was that was the whole thing, you know. I, I, I've actually, you know, I, I I've worked for Dungeons and Dragons for six, seven years. So, you know, Look why uh, why just play the game when you can do the job you wanted as a kid? In fact, yes. now that we're on it, now that you brought it up, uh, when are you coming over to, to roll up your character, Rich? When are you, when are you going to jump into a game? Well, Joe, all you have to do is invite me, and I'm I'm all the way in, Joe. You got it. I'm I'm oh my in. Gosh. Seriously, I, Rich, I, I'm serious. We're gonna get. We're gonna. As soon as I get home. When are you? Well, when are you getting home? Together. When are you getting home? I think you'd love it. When are you getting home? Uh, yeah, I'll be home. 
Well, that's uh, that's yeah. debatable. We're, I'm waiting for the final schedule tomorrow. It's okay. kind of been like a holding pattern. But, no, but it's because, you know. We get a few more episodes of film and then all You know how it works in Los Angeles. Certainly, if somebody's not going to be around for two months, three months, you're like, absolutely, we'll get together. Like, that's the way it works here. You know how, I know you've been away a while. But no, that's no, no. The, you know, that's the way it works here. Listen, like, absolutely, I'm let's get together I'm not, I'm not when I know LA, it's not okay. possible. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not an L.A. guy, okay? <laughs> I didn't grow up rooting for the L.A. Lakers, okay? My parents are from Boston. I rooted for the Celtics. That's what side of that whole thing okay. I was on. All right. Okay, so, okay. you All know, right. I live in L.A., mm-hmm. but it's not really home for me. I'm a Pittsburgh boy, so when I say it, I mean it. Okay. So I'll have you over to the dungeon. Okay. And uh, Susie and Susie and Sophia can hang out upstairs. In. We're in. And, uh, and we'll, totally. we'll, 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 we'll get down. We'll roll some dice. Okay, it'll be, it'll be great. You just let me know. I'm totally up for it. Um, so, uh, before I let you go, Joe, uh, couldn't help but notice yeah. on your Instagram feed quite a bit, uh, all these lovely photographs from, yeah. from Ireland. Uh, you've got Bubbles the dog with you. Um, and Bubbles is in your left arm or right arm everywhere. Everywhere is, uh, how's Bubbles doing, Joe? Tell me how Bubbles the dog is. Bubbles is great. You know, Bubbles doesn't like anyone but me. I mean, she, she likes Sophia, mm-hmm. like, but, but like the whole time she's with Sophia, she's looking at the door waiting for me to come home. Mm-hmm. So like two hours pick one person and I, I didn't want, you know, I, I didn't want a dog, man. That was not, I traveled too much. I just didn't want, mm-hmm. I never had one. I didn't want one. And uh, Sophia got this dog, but the dog, <laughs> the dog picked me. Mm-hmm. And it's just been the greatest friend I could ever have. I travel the world with this dog. I climb up mountainsides and take her to go see castles in rural Ireland. Yes. I put her on the plane. Looking... She flies around with me. I take her to work. She, she's like our unofficial mascot on Moonhaven. I mean, I, I love this thing. It's the best. She comes to the gym with me. She sits in my gym bag. She takes a nap, kind of watches me work out. We're seeing her look at a steak that's as, it's sliced up, and each slice is as big, bigger than the dog, Joe. Like, you, literally, the dog is the size of a football. <laughs> You hold it with all four points of pressure. It's impressive. Um, so um, I, I just love seeing you as this big, big dude, big hulking man, and this little dog, this little, little dog. It's quite a, it's quite a companionship you've got going, Joe. I love it. I do. Who would have, who would have thought it would have gone this way, Rich? I never saw it happening this way. But, you know, now that it has, it makes total sense to me. It's great. Uh, Sophia gets jealous, though, because uh, the, you know, dog. the dog just loves me. And the joke the joke always is that, like, when I landed in Dublin yep. and the dog ran around my, my apartment mm-hmm. that I had rented, mm-hmm. and she ran in every room and then came back to me, and, like, the joke was, you finally got rid of her. That's uh, finally. <laughs> the two of us can be alone. You did it. And then when she came to visit, the joke was, like, Oh my God! I thought she was gone. Uh, so get this woman away! <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, what are we doing? We just got rid of her. I thought we lost her. Now right. she found us. Get rid of her. Right. Actually, I think um, I, I. I mean, it, it is amazing. Certainly, since we have an exclusive uh, Mike Del Tufo, an exclusive soundbite of what Joe said when when you first got Bubbles. Right? You hit never say never, but never. And then now look at you now. <laughs> look at you now. You know. Look at you now, Joe. Seriously. That was it. So, I mean, if you're trying to insinuate that Mike Tomlin is secretly vying for the USC job, uh, with <laughs> I am not. And that metaphor, no. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold water. But I am it not. Was true for me, Joe. Never say never, but I never want a dog. I got oh, it. I love it. I know that. And and just to put a, a button on this whole conversation, you know, because um, I'm sure you're not 
terribly attuned to the Rich Eisen show over there in Ireland, despite being a fan, I'm sure. Um, I said that there's no the one reason why a pro coach would go to college, one, okay, is because when you go to college and you win, you have tenure. Like you're never, ever going to have to worry about getting fired. He's got that one job in the NFL where it's the same exact thing. Like why? Why would he yeah, yeah. ever? He doesn't have to. He he could. He is a coach and a leader of men, not a guy who goes into the living room of an eighteen-year-old and says, "Will you play for me?" Like that's like it makes zero sense. Zero sense. That's what I said. So just to be. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know he was right in in his praise of the organization, yeah. or at least his saying that he had the best coaching job in the NFL. Um, I, 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 you have to agree with that. From a coach's point of view, that, that has got to be the best work okay. for the Steelers and the Rennie family. Okay, so uh, just to recap, uh, everybody should go see The Spine of Night, uh, available in theaters, digital, and on demand this Friday. Um, Bubbles the dog loves you and can't wait for Sophia to leave the room. Um, and also, um, <laughs> you're, you're still very optimistic about your Steelers season. And lastly, can't wait to be Dungeons & Dragons friends with you. That'll be great. Just let me know when you're back. Rich, I can't wait. <laughs> and I believe that. Take care of yourself, Joe. Safe travels. Enjoy the rest of your stay there in, in, uh, in Ireland. You be well. Let's chat soon. Thanks, Rich. Uh, Sophia and I miss you and Susie, so we'll, right, let's get together as soon as I get back. Right back at you, man. We'll do it. At Joe Manganello on Twitter and Instagram, the one and only Joseph Manganello. Big hulking man, captain of a football team, you know, Al Seed and and True Blood, True yeah, and 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 yeah, I mean, I could go on on yeah, and on about all the roles that he is doing. He plays the role of Mongrel exactly. in the Spine of Night, and he's getting out his twenty DC side. Movies. He's getting out his twenty side die and playing Dungeons and Dragons with all his buddies, yep. and he's got this little 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 dog, ch- Bubbles a Chihuahua, yep. because it's high on my damn agenda. That's right, pretty much. <laughs> and no one would actually call him a nerd to his face. No. His wife does. I've seen it. But she's allowed. None of us would. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll finish up this show to let you know what Thursday's all about. We got some great guests next couple weeks, uh, next couple days, including an in studio guest Friday. I can't wait to tell you about it. Hey. hey, folks. It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me. I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Wait for four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the show. Uh, tomorrow's guests, Joel Klatt of Fox Sports, will join us. He and Gus are calling Michigan at Michigan State on Saturday. Oh man, I'm I, I, that's going to start wetting my appetite, and that will be quite something. So look out. Um, Jerry Rice will be on the show tomorrow. The actor Adrian Brody will be on the show oh, nice. tomorrow as well. And uh, Jeff Garland. Hey. Curvy enthusiasm, as you know, returned on Sunday night. We're not talking about it because we have to assume tape. I wonder what he'll think about Larry's concept of you have to assume tape for a live sporting event. He will poo-poo all over I think that. he's going to because – that's the he's Larry Davis, the only person who's ever said that I've ever never heard, heard anyone say that. <laughs> like you have to, but you have to say to him, "Hey, are you watching the game?" Because you, you have text, to assume like, hey, tape. Are you caught up, ah, man. It's your responsibility to, to be like, out. But "Hey, he, I'm I'm recording." Yeah, but but it. he, you know, he also said, "What? What? Are my kids are want to reach me? What have you?" So I want to make clear, Jeff's not coming in. No, right? okay, the studio good. guest is Friday. Frank Caliendo will good, be here. Because, oh. Well, the reason I'm asking is Jeff threatened me with violence. Well, uh, you know, I know because you did he, an April Fool's oh, joke that yeah, Russell so I, Wilson was I, going I, to Chicago. I just wanted to make sure if I needed to call the Samoan no, SWAT team to stand outside and wait. It's just a okay. phone. Adam also saw Jeff at the Clipper game over the weekend, and Jeff complained to him, <laughs> why am I a phoner and not in studio? Yeah. Yeah. He should ask his own people. <laughs> the door is open for him. I understand. The, my latest episode of Just Getting Started is up today. The Voices of the NFL series um, is, is guest eight of ten. Amy Trask, the brilliant Amy Trask, one of our favorites here. I had a great conversation about her career start, which, by the way, got started when she cold called the Raiders switchboard. That's how she got involved in the Raiders organization. And then eventually it came time to meet the boss, Al Davis. Here's that story. When's the first time you met Al Davis? When did that happen? Uh, It was during my internship. As I mentioned, the league had sued the Raiders Mm. uh, relating to uh, franchise relocations. And that that lawsuit was still pending. And I was dispatched someplace to go look through some records. And and when I say dispatched, I'm using that in sort of a intended to be silly way, but I went to do some legal research. And when I concluded the research and came back and, you know, Al was aware I had gone, he was on board with sending me to do it. And I did it. And that's how I first interacted with him. I think. So where, okay. Then did you meet with him and tell him you're like, when, when's the first time where you really just truly sat down and he got to know you, Amy Trask and potentially started thinking about something other than an internship for you? Okay. It wasn't a sit down. It was a different encounter. As I said, uh, both as an intern and then when I joined the, well, I'll come to that in a minute, but as an intern and even when I joined the organization on full time, I wanted to learn everything I could and I wanted to contribute in every way I could, in any way I could. 
So I would go from department to department. How can I help? Is there anything I can do? And at one point, someone on staff took me aside and said, you know, Al is not going to like this. Al is not going to like that you're walking around the organization and going into other departments and involving yourself in things. He's just not going to like it. And I think maybe more than one person told me that. But I said, okay, thanks. And I kept doing it. And uh, the way the offices were set up, I was in an office on the second floor just across from Al's office. We all shared offices. So the legal offices were up on the second floor, as were the finance offices and the player personnel offices. And I was walking up the staircase at the precise moment he was walking down. And we stopped right next to one another on the same stair. And he looked at me and said, where are we on ticket sales? And that told me, one, he was well aware I was walking through the building, learning everything I could, going to every department I could. And two, that was his way of letting me know that was okay. Because if it wasn't okay, why would he say to me, where are we on ticket sales? I found that to be very encouraging. And I realized two things at the moment. Number one, he is not put off by me doing this, as I had been led to believe. And two, I better have the answers. So when I ran into him, I better know the answers to his questions. And that was a very significant moment because it was a suggestion to me that he was encouraging me to continue to grow and to learn. The great Amy Trask and some great stories as well about um, getting into television and what she has to get over and through her own mind to get on TV every day. I just wanted to throw, lay that one out there. And then, of course, a brilliant story about how she uh, once introduced Al Davis to Darth Vader. Actually <laughs> Go to where all podcasts are acquired. And we'll play some more sound bites later on this week with uh, Amy, who's just delightful, awesome. That's where all podcasts are gotten on the Cumulus Podcast Network as well. That'll wrap it up for this show. I want to thank Joe Buck, uh, World Series Game 2 tonight with Joe and John Smoltz. Also, Ian Rappaport, Matt Ariza, our Gorilla Glue, toughest player on planet Earth from San Diego State. And, of course, Joe Manganiello and you, 